Stand up. Third. Coochie down to the socks like I'm Biggie Popper. Keep your girl head in my Tommy boxes. But when it doubt, she a silly hoe. Cause she know the freaking style can't play me down. She don't get nothing from my nigga down. Once she get his hard drink, get some Cheerio. Kinda send it down. Welcome in, you are listening to another episode of the Keep the Change podcast. Mikey, this one I've called Practical is Greater Than Theory in a Recession. Oh, yeah. I like that. Work, you like that? I thought you might like that. Because I don't even know what we're about to talk about. No, (laughs) sometimes I just hit record on poor old Mikey here and basically we get into it. So, I'm going to break this down, and I think it is going to be exciting for some people because they are maybe concerned about a recession, or even if we don't enter a technical recession, by the time this goes out too, we'll know if we're in a recession from the first half of the year, because the data comes out in like five days' time in New Zealand for June, oh, yeah. in June for uh, January to March. But anyway, <laughs> people are going to be feeling the impacts of inflation, higher interest rates, and things like that, right? And I think that there is a bit of an undercurrent of, um, you know, often we'll talk about becoming more valuable and really it's about becoming, in the times like these two, being very practical Mm. and thinking about what you can actually do. So as an example, um, a person emailed me during the week and they said that I've learned how to create different things and put them online, listing them on Amazon, uploading old photos to some weird pay-per-click website, around scenery and pets. I've applied to do some kind of digital product testing and dabbling in affiliate marketing. I've made zero dollars so far, but have learned a couple of new things. So hopefully with a bit more time, I'll make some extra money at one of them at least. Mm. And I'm like, whoa, you're trying to do a lot of shit here. Um, And I said, look, oh damn, it doesn't have my reply. And basically I said to them, don't be afraid of doing what you already know how to do Mm. and offering that to people. Mm. That's very practical. So I don't want people to go out there and think that they need to reinvent the wheel to get themselves through a tough time. I want to remind them to be practical. Yeah. It's effectively what I'm doing. Like I'm just like, okay, I've learned how to get someone a loan approval. Then I learned how to do it like at one a week or whatever. Then I learned how to teach someone my back end so I could go and do more meetings and do more per week and then that grew. And now I've got brokers joining and I'm teaching them the same process and it's just like more and more and more of the same. Yep, exactly. More and more and more of the same. Over Keep, and over and over and over. Keeping it very simple, aren't you? It's yeah. almost it's almost like niched. Mm. It's so, so specialised in doing lots of it <laughs> and more of it and doing it better all the time. So what I was doing last week was I was doing some study of my own and... Uh, I've referenced a couple of times Dan Sullivan because I was going through a bit of his newish content. And he was asked, how do you be recession oblivious? And basically there were some things in here that really stood out to me. Now, That's a great question. Yeah. And he shows exactly how to do this. And it's probably more applicable for business owners because it's business owner content. So I won't, Basically, it's like what you should be thinking about with your customers and therefore you will have so much work that you won't even need to worry about the recession. But he's like, okay, let's unpack the recession stuff to start with and the fact that this bloke's been through five or six in business. Mm -hmm. And he said, 
recession is too many people being paid for things that aren't valuable. And I'm like, what the hell? I thought that would be a boom, you know? But we go into a recession because too many people are being paid for things that aren't valuable. Yep. And I think that's probably a whole podcast in itself for people to yeah, be able yeah. to understand that. But we've sort of spoken about that before, about how the market will kind of change and then you can't, you know... You can't go and order like heaps of just random cupcakes online anymore because you don't have the disposable income to do mm-hmm. it. So then that business is like, oh, my sales have decreased. Mm-hmm. So those things aren't as valuable to people anymore. Do I really need four? Probably just get one. Mm. Uh, do I really want the $3.50 bacon on my Subway? It's actually not that valuable to me. 3 mate. Yeah. So he then said, um, you know, get ready because this could be a 50-year recession type event. And we could be in a decade of inflation and recession conditions. Mm. That sounds very familiar. Mm-hmm. Then we talk about the lost decade. Yep. So this is someone who's been through five or six and they're basically like, yeah, um, this, is, this could be very grunty. So money has been made on bets that things will work instead of things that have been proven to work, mm. i.e. tech companies. Do you want to buy my idea? Mm. Um, oh, this company's valued at my this. SaaS model. Yeah. <laughs> oh, have you guys actually got a product? Oh, no, we don't have a product. <laughs> you know? So we don't see as much of that in New Zealand, but that is sort of... Um, in different ways, though. Housing, usually. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and then he went on to say, the number one cause of recession is universities training people in skills that aren't needed. Mm-hmm. Does anyone have a degree that they don't use? <laughs> Does anybody? It's not about 40-something percent of you is there. How's the debt? Anyway, <laughs> advanced degrees and credentials that translate to worthlessness. Mm. Tangible and practical become despised. But real skills will start to be rewarded and it's going to go the other way. So that means if you're doing some real fluffy shit when there's heaps of money floating through an economy, you kind of can. Get away with it. But real skills are going to be the things that are rewarded and things will go the other way. So the world often doesn't need university theories. It needs people being practical. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Over 20 to 30 years, we have produced so many graduates that are actually worthless. Yep. Very, very hard pill to swallow for a lot of us um, because no one wants to be told that their degree you know, isn't worthless and I know that I'll get people messaging saying oh but I learned this at university and the people that I got to meet I completely agree with, with those types of things with Datapod talking about that but just think about the amount of people that you know who have got some form of education where they haven't even pursued it it sucked I was doing accounting with a fucking CD-ROM <laughs> at university on a computer in the library that I had to go to now I can work from the Philippines, the USA, yeah, New Zealand, yeah. all around the country yeah. in the cloud with no yeah, server. It's amazing, eh? So things change very quickly. Now, he said 20 to 40-year-olds will have to reinvent themselves to be valuable. They're going to have mm. to learn to be practical. Now, when you've had smoke blowing up your ass the whole time saying that, you know, you get these university degrees and that they're really expensive, but they're so important and whatnot, and then you can't actually get a return on the investment of those, very hard to accept. Mm. But you've then got to think, okay, he's saying, think about reinventing yourself so that you are practical. And practical always wins, right? And that's why we always go back to examples of go and mow, mow an older person's lawns mm. and they'll give you $50. You don't need a university degree to do that stuff. You just need to be practical. Yeah, I'd really like to see, if we do go through like a, a lost decade and a bit of financial repression during that time, and that doesn't mean like 
depression. It means like just a bit of a grind. Mm. I'd like to see money move out of rubbish like you're talking about there. But, man, I'd like to see some money move out of the finance sector, which I'm in. Yeah. Um, I think there's lots of people that get paid heaps in the finance sector. And when I think about what they do, the top guys always deserve it, no matter what. They always do. But there's a lot of middle stuff there that doesn't matter, and I'd like to see that money moved into tradesmen. I reckon almost every tradesman is probably underpaid. Mm. Unless they're lazy and useless. But I think because of the underpaidness, that's what creates the lazy and useless over time. Some of them go out and get some some cash jobs, apparently. Back in the day, they used to. I don't think that happens anymore. No, no. They put their foot down on that. Yeah. But if you think about like... Well, if we need if we need a hundred thousand or three thousand homes built, it ain't fucking me with my accounting degree building them. What about the person keeping your car running, man? Yeah. Fuck, you don't know how to do your fan belt. Shit, no. Yeah, I don't even know what <laughs> that then, is. And then when you go, you're like, "What? Nine hundred bucks? You asshole! <laughs> that sounds expensive, but really, mm. you can't get to fucking work without it. So it's like a hundred thousand dollar job, isn't it, mate? I you uh, can't have a job without it. So I just think there's a big imbalance, and I'd like to see, hopefully. If we go through this weird time, a few of those things move around, eh? So this is encouraging you to think about what you are actually practical at and Mm. good at. Keep it simple. If you are a teacher, tutor. If you are a builder, do some building. Do some extra building stuff. Like, I actually think tradies are set up in this country to be, they can get ahead of a lot of Kiwis. Yeah. They, they can shit on people that went to university. People are like, no, no way. Like People you know get a way bigger salary. Yeah, but let's look at this. A tradie goes into an apprenticeship. They get paid from the start. They have no debt. They learn their craft. They build up enough money. They buy a rundown house. They improve the value of it. They sell it. They sell it tax-free. That gain. Rinse and repeat. That a tradie can have anything they want in this country. I'll give you another example. Tradie finds a fucking drip in their roof. Luke rings a tradie. Because I don't know what to do. Trady's like, oh, I'll get up there, I'll fix that. Save themselves thousands. Luke will get a bill. So if you're a tradie or if you're practical, you need to be thinking about how your skills are actually way bigger than just the job that you do them in. Mm. Think, think about how you can apply them elsewhere as well. Um, he went on to say there will be a couple of generations of people who are casualty of overinvestment in abstractions and theories. Overinvestment. Hmm. So we've gone too far down the housing market. <laughs> the, the, the education of just all these random things that you could study and mm. whatnot. When, when AI, admittedly, is probably going to be able to do a lot of that stuff too. Mm. Do a lot of that research. I know some lawyers that reckon AI is going to smoke the legal industry, eh? They've, They've been, been saying that for ages, though, eh? I know. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of that stuff is just rinse and repeat. I saw a with mean advice. advertisement of online somewhere, and it was a giant like billboard-sized banner on the side of a half-built building. Yeah. And I was like, hey, Jeppy, GPT, can you fix this build it, finish this building? Yeah, like, that's Fuck, cool. that's good marketing, eh? Yeah, that's very and good. And it was like basically recruitment for builders. Mm. I was like, yeah, that's awesome because AI ain't fixing that shit. So hey, have a think about what practical skills you've got and lean on those when things get tricky. Yeah. I reckon I've got like two or three things, like if the mortgage industry got turned off tomorrow, two or three things that I could instantly make 100 grand a year with, eh? Nice. It's nice to have in the back of your head. Yeah, for sure. I reckon. What would they be? 
Flipping uh, cars. Flipping cars. Niching down on looking after expensive cars for people. Yeah. As in keeping them tidy and things like that. Um, and then, oh, actually, there's like hundreds of things when you start thinking about it. I think because I've gone through the process of putting so much pressure on myself to learn how to provide value, I think I can implement that onto lots of things now. I'd probably go work in a restaurant or something, eh? Just be real fucking good at serving people. Mm. And just, yeah, like learn all the things that I've... And just wear a t-shirt that says tips welcome. Bingo. I was about yeah. to say, yeah. And out, out like out-service the people Everyone. I work with. And, and then like use all the this, tip. Yeah, use all the skills that I've learned through business to mm. apply it to just individuals. I think you get, a, if you've been in business for a while, you get a massive advantage to, to being able to, what's that word that we used in COVID? Pivot. Pivot. If you yeah. had to, eh, if, like I don't want to, but if I had to, I could go and use these skills somewhere else, I reckon. Yeah. Because business is business, right? Yeah. But it teaches you, yeah, value, teaches you negotiation. Yeah, I think it. I think you'd have a certain level of confidence that others don't get. Yeah. After after amount of time. For sure, mate, and that actually flows in nicely to the the next piece went into a business side of things, so I won't get into that. But basically, you're saying clients lose their future, so people lose their future in a tough time, and we're seeing that in New Zealand, where people are like, "Fuck, I don't feel like I've got hope." Mm-hmm. And this is what this is designed to do: is give you ways to try and get your hope back. Um, and if you can give people a future, they will give you money. And no one else uh, is. Like, who is providing hope and a future for a lot of people in New Zealand at the moment? Yeah, that's why I consider tax stealing. <laughs> <laughs> There's no hope from it. You just pay the bill. <laughs> so you want to provide people with a bigger future. This creates a bigger economy. Yeah, a very simple way to look at that is YouTube. Mm. YouTube, I can go on YouTube and search and learn... F- like this unlimited amount, and they get $15 or $18 a month from me, so yeah. I don't have ads, or you get sucked into the ads and shit. Mm. But that's basically that, because there's like a hope. If I go and learn this shit and go and consume it and use their service, that means it adds to my future and makes my future better. Literally used the example earlier of having to learn YouTube ads and how to do them differently and what sort of length and stuff. I took from a person who's an expert like makes millions mm. providing YouTube ads for people. Here's our best performing YouTube ad. I'm like, fucking gift. Yeah. <laughs> Go online, press play. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I'm like, I'm writing it down, writing yeah. down the script. I'm like, I oh, know I just need to shape this for accounting. And then I'm like, oh, there's actually a transcript there. I could have copy and pasted it. Yeah. But like my rushing state, I'm just like, oh. <laughs> and it's only 12 seconds long. And so then I set up the camera and I record it. That could lead to new clients. Yeah. And if I didn't have that information, I would be doing it completely differently. Yeah. Well, it's so, less hopeful, right? Mm. It just is like, it's a morale booster. Yeah. I'm like, well, this works for them. So then there's really no excuse it can't work for me. So I just need to actually do it. Mm, such a good way to look at everything. Yeah. If someone else has done it already. It means you can too. Mm, so why try and pretend that it can't? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the next piece is focus on building high confidence in a team. But this is probably more about building confidence and capability in people listening. Mm. And build a strong team. But remember that half of the people won't even get out of bed because they can't be bothered. So trying new things during a recession. So if you're not actually competing, and this has got me thinking about how this is actually a really good time to get ahead and I'm doing a money mail on this coming up because a lot of people give up and they quit and they can't be fucked. 
and I'll steal a bit of my money mail that I've nearly finished. And it reminds me of two quotes that I've come across that have stuck out for me. One is, you can make more ground on your competitors in a difficult time than when times are good. That's when it's almost too easy for everyone to be successful. Mm. Rob Fife. Mm. I don't like Rob Fife in New Zealand. Fuck. No one cares. <laughs> Man, th- I got a message this week like, oh, don't put Jordan Peterson on your story. He encourages this. And I'm just like, I can't fit every single person in the world to f- find out which people you don't like. What was it about? I don't like the story. Something really helpful. Yeah, so <laughs> listen to that part then. Not I was like, hey, just take the message, not the messenger. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm really disappointed in your response. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Man, so send them the podcast that I went to him. <laughs> yeah, I said honestly, like if I, I said you sh- you're probably not going to, you're going to get triggered by people. I put like Chloe Swarbrick on there. Mm. Oh, unfollow who? Like fuck, this is the world we live in. You're not going to like everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Gee whiz, they probably don't like you. <laughs> like <laughs> leave your ego at the door. Um, then this one you're liking, you'll probably know. You cannot overtake 15 cars in sunny weather, but you can when it's raining. Mm. There's some goat uh, Fuck, Formula One driver That's a goodie man Yeah So um, I put it in the money mail I won't tell you who said either of those Because last time I did Someone didn't like one of the quotes And said that that was the end of their learning From Keep the Change That literally happened Massive email Oh yeah you're yelling disgusting I'm like what the hell What are you doing Just <laughs> um, So Here's an example So If other people aren't willing to get out there And take action to sort their issues That's not your concern what is, is that you've got a window where you're less likely to be competing with them. So remember that most people won't take action until they are forced to. A lot of people believe they shouldn't have to do anything differently, mm. so then they won't. Easy times create comfort, and humans love staying in the comfort zone. So 50% of people, it's probably not even 50%, it's probably higher, aren't actually going to do anything. So you're not actually competing with as many people uh, as you think. And as an example... If you and your neighbor realize that your mortgage is increasing by $50 per week, but yours goes up next week and theirs doesn't go up for another six months, who do you think is going to be the first to offer to mow the ladies' lawns down the road? Mm. You, aren't you? With your uh, desire to have an extra $50 per week. You're going to solve that problem faster. And most people won't take action until they're really forced to. So you want to try and get yourself in the habit of being practical. We've talked about this with interest rates, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> so another one, let's say you find out you're having a child. Most people will wait until they have the child to assess what their finances will look like come the birth or three months into the birth. Very few people will put an, put an analysis or budget together in the six to nine months leading up to the birth. Who is this guy? No, this is my examples. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what was the other guy's name? Dan Sullivan. Yeah. Yeah. But Who's he? He is a coach of coaches in um, the States, but, but internationally. Mm. And he's like coached entrepreneurs for, I think, coming up 50 years. Mm. So he has a concept. And basically, it is that 10 timesing things is easier than doubling them. Because to double something, it's actually very simple. But we'll be like, no, it's not. It's really hard. Really, to double something, all you have to do is just look into the past Mm. and do what you've already been doing. So he teaches business owners, think about what what would you do if you needed to 10 times this? And usually that then flushes out the three key things that people really need to be working on. But he encourages people to look at these things over a 25-year window. Mm. 
which again, not what we learn here. I, I love that, eh? I don't yeah. think we, anyone does it in this country. So then Very they break few. it down into quarters. So it's like, now you've got 100 quarters to 10x your business. Is it possible? And every entrepreneur is like, yeah. Mm. Like, well, sweet. Why the fuck are you fucking around with doubling your business? Mm. There's 10x this bitch. Yep. So he's actually got a book that he's just recently released called 10x is Bigger Than 2x. And even if you're not in business, you might want to listen to it just to understand some of those concepts because it gets you thinking way bigger than how we're taught to think in New Zealand. But this is an example of just being practical. So actually doing a budget six to nine months before your baby arrives rather than three months into it being here. Like mm. That's all practicality is. So that's about uh, that's about my spiel and my learnings from going through that training, mate. Yeah, practicality and logic. Um, yeah, it's just like basic stuff, but you sh- you really need to implement it into your life. <laughs> mm. I think a lot of people do. Yeah. Um, but if you slack on it and be like, I've had times when I like don't watch my money for like a year or something because everything's all smooth and shit stuff, and then I look back at the end of the year and go, "Fuck, that was a bit messy, eh?" Mm. Could have fucking done that a bit better. <laughs> yeah. And then sort of tell myself off and then put my logic and practicality back in place and sort it out and go on a good run again, you know? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, be careful because it can catch you out even if you are directionally correct in that way. You can still, like, you're, you're going to slide a bit sometimes so you just got to keep yourself in check. Yeah. Yeah, and remember that when the disposable dollar decreases, people have to prioritise what they spend on and it's mm-hmm. usually going to be the things that they really need and are really yeah. practical. Needs an undeniable value. Mm. That's where it's, it all goes. Yeah. Yeah. Things that are like fake value, out the window, see you later. Yeah. Don't need it anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be like, do you reckon there's going to be a recession? Well, I think we're already in it. And I'll tell you why. Because, so I track how many clients that we do business planning with. Mm-hmm. and last year and the year before just went nuts mm. because everyone was thinking about growth. Yep. This year? Contraction. And protection. Yep. So this year, when I looked through the data, I was like, we've done one. One new client in five months that is coming to us being like, I need to put a plan together to grow. Really? People are like, hmm, I just need to, I just need to back off a bit here. So I know that we're already in it and this shit takes a lag. Yeah. And I'm not saying that they aren't growing, but they're holding their own, but the mindset isn't there. Mm. And then when you keep, it's like we were talking about with, uh, if if people believe housing prices are going to go up, they will go up mm-hmm. because people will then take the actions to do it. Yep. And we, I sent you a video where basically the LVR changed and then the, there was more people at the um, open homes mm. for houses, mm. but they still don't understand that the houses are probably just the same house as the week before. Yeah, yeah, nothing's actually changed. Yeah, <laughs> and that they're still going to be able to service the mortgage and that the rates are quite high. Yeah. But, t- so, yeah, I think that a lot of businesses and business owners are, I've got, I got a client who's got, put money aside, they're so well prepared for this recession, mm-hmm. and they're like, I just need to do an analysis to figure out when I'm going to have to let people go. They're like, I hope it doesn't come to that, but I just need to do that analysis. So that's where people's heads are at. Mm. She's like, I don't think we're going to need to, but I just need to know like what month that would be. Mm. And I'm like, oh, okay. So, you know, I don't think we are, um, 
yeah, I don't think we we might not be in a technical recession, but I think in a in a lot of people's heads they already are. Yeah, well, I've kind of been in a recession in my head for all of twenty twenty two, but I've also our business has grown massively too. Yeah, so like not in a recession as in like let's batten down the hatches. I've just been in a recession as like my personal life needs to be controlled, not. Yeah. Like it's just wasting cash, basically. That's the way I've approached it. And then if I can grow a business and protect my personal living expenses, then I'll just pretty sure I'll get through any scenario. I like it, mate. Um, you know, for me, when I look at that data and I'm like, okay, if people aren't thinking about growth, then I need to do two things. One is go back to basics and be practical. People still need their accounts done. They need mm-hmm. good advice. They need good tax advice. I'm like, I need to change our marketing back over there. Yep, because people aren't responding to growth. They're like, "Fuck off, mate." Yep, and I've got to be more in the shoes of my customers. Just because I want to grow and shit doesn't people people do. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So then I've got to go back to basics and practicality. So it's a good example of how practicality wins. And I've spoken to other accountants who have gone through recessions, and they're like, "Oh, we lose a lot of our advisory work because people are just like, oh, I don't know if I want to play with that at the moment. I'm watching mm-hmm. my pennies and stuff, and I'm not thinking about that." Um, but of course. If we go back to those two sayings, you know, it's a great time to overtake people. Mm. Yeah, but definitely. That's the part I love about it. The funniest thing I reckon about the word recession and the and the psychological effect of it versus like the data of it is we could have a recession with a minus zero point one percentage GDP drop, then another minus zero point one percentage GDP G drop, then the following two could be plus zero point one. Plus zero point one, and that one that six months won't be a recession. Yeah, and the feel on the street will be fucking identical. Yeah, yeah. And but we put ourselves into this like mental area of where it happens because of that word, thanks to that data. Mm. It's funny how statistics work in that way, and things like that. And then we just put our life's energy into going like that. I mean, I talk about it all the time because I fucking love economics a little bit too much. But like in in my real life day. I'm not on a fucking recession, eh? No. No way near it. Well, I'm going to explain that in a second too, but remember, this should then explain to people when in November 2022, maybe, I think they were like, we're engineering a recession. Mm. And I looked, the Google search trends, people are searching recession Mm. after that more than ever. And people are like, fuck. And so many people are asking, do you think we'll be in a recession, et cetera, et cetera. Like, it's just ingrained at the moment. Mm. And I think people will, will talk ourselves into it. And I think we're probably already there mentally. Now, I said to you off of the mic, and I think this is a really good example, mate, is that I was looking at the uh, the mortgage data. So it's all coming backwards and, and when you compare it to the year before and the year before. And I said to you, mate, this is pretty cool. If you were average, your growth would track these numbers. Mm. So if you're average in the mortgage space and that's just what you want to do, but you can probably build out a cushy level of income and stuff, you're probably noticing that there's not too much going on. Yeah. But I'm like, it must be a cool feeling for you, mate, to look at the data across the country and go, your business and your growth and your numbers do not, are not correlated to what's actually happening in the country. So therefore you are taking actions to ensure that you're not average. inversely correlated, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it is pretty cool, but it's almost like I have to remind myself of it because I'm like, meh. It's just normal for you now. Well, it's, it's just like standard to which you live by. I've got a plan. Yeah, I've got a plan, man, and I'm just sticking to it. 
Yeah. And the conditions and the environment just means I might have to ramp up some here and tone back this or whatever, but you just do it. Mm. And I guess it's pretty cool. I think mortgages fell like in terms of borrowing amounts fell by like 40% over 2022. And we kind of grew by 40. Yeah. So that's pretty gangster. That's very good. Yeah. Also, you remember it's quite some time ago now, you sent out an email to all of your staff. Mm. And you said, we're entering a tough time. Mm. You need to be mindful of your I own sat down and I sat down in the in the boardroom with them and talked about it. And I said, I don't know when or whatever, but if they keep tracking on this interest rate path and stuff, it will get quiet in the mortgage game. I said, I'll do whatever I can and I'll think about other ways to create and generate work for us. But I'm personally preparing for a time where we might not do a loan application in a month. And it's been nothing like that. Yeah. But I was like, yep, yeah, cost of living. You guys can work from home. We've got like, so you don't have to drive as much. And we talked all about that. Run all through it. Um, and just like front footed everything. Got them thinking. Because I'm not an idiot. So I looked at the conditions that I, the worst case scenario conditions, and then just hope for better. Um, and they haven't really come to what I thought it would. I thought it would have been harder by now. Mm. Um, but then also, I don't know how much of that is, is a result of me working really hard and making sure I was prepared for it. I was about to say, and doing a shit ton of marketing. Yeah, like when you see that mortgages fell by 40% and I grew by 40 then there's obviously something there. Cause and effect. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, my team's busy as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I think you were saying to your team effectively, you're open to accepting there may not be a mortgage application for one month, but really you're like, I'm not going to make th- let that happen. Basically, yeah. And then you went out and took a whole heap of different actions yeah. that you knew we were going to drive that inquiry. Yep. And you're not tracking with the market. So mm. it's a good example, again, of just being practical and being like, okay, I can see what's coming. What do I need to change? Mm. And you're not like, you know what I might do? I might get into KiwiSaver. I might start doing heaps of KiwiSaver nah, stuff. Nah, I even niche down even more. Yeah, you're like... The one thing. Yeah, and I think that's a really good reminder. I always say to clients, what's well, working well for you? Let's do some more of that. Yeah. What's not working well? That. That's probably part I, of that. I learned my lesson, eh? We could do a podcast on this. I actually have a failed insurance business. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. I forget about it because mm. it was a Blip. while ago, but yeah. yeah. And that was because of that. Stretch too thin. Mm. We can talk about that another time. Well, team, keep it practical. Don't go thinking that you need to have all these different degrees and all this stuff. I reckon pay for this, get people to pay for the strengths that you have. That's it. So if you're... You know, if you're like an accountant like Luke and you want to do extra work, like Taz does it, right? Mm. She, well, is she? Yeah, yeah. She's still doing after our work. Yeah. But it's just the same as what she's good at. Exactly. It's not like she's like, oh, do you want me to come around and fold your clothing and clean? Mm. It's not that. It's yeah. like, nah, I'm really good at fucking this bookkeeping shit or whatever it is. I'm going to roll that and then charge someone for it. Yeah. I mean, I could be like, oh, people are going to be really impacted by the way they're thinking about the recession. You know what I should do? Go to Go to uni and study psychology. And rack up some more debt because then on the other side I'll be able to then figure out why people were thinking like this. Oh, yeah, what would probably be more practical is asking my business owner clients, "Hey, what's going through your mind at the moment?" Mm. And and just talking to them. Yeah, not like I'll go and I'll go and get a degree. Yeah. You know, then I might know because it'll be in the textbook somewhere. Like it's probably fucking in their heads too. Oh, dear. Keep a practical team. Hopefully, that's been inspiring for you to think about what it is that you could be doing to stay and keep it. You know, back to basics. And ensure that you can get through this tricky time. Put a man in first, first. I just sold a swim with ten homies on it. Her ass fat. You 
can park 10 Tahoes on it. Huh? When they mask up, uh, coming for your ice. When they big face, face, they coming for your life. Life, baby, don't pray for me, pray for the week. I'm drinking lean, and help me sleep. A 